Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. You know, there's no room for petty bull****. That's right, Billy Garen. You tell them. You tell them no room for petty BS. There's also no room... For, for a lack of predictions when you are doing a show um, a day before the Wild drops the puck on the regular season against the Rangers, who actually opened on uh, Tuesday night, um, we, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, come to you with mm-hmm. a write-that-down version of Judd's Hockey Show. So instead of doing the ordinary predictions and going back and forth on points and, you know, all that cliche boring stuff. Penalty minute. Well, pims are great. I'd love to do some pims, no, no, and we no. could do, That's and we okay. can if we want. But what we're going to do is we are going to um, spend this show giving you five write that down predictions a piece for the Wild. Well, I guess oh, well. if you if you wanted to do National Hockey League, you certainly could as well. Um, but Declan Goff, without further mm-hmm. ado, and with the season about to start, and with the TNT hockey bed, oh, which I'm, is a I'm great, so glad. Great song. It's a great song. Great bet. Such a great song. I will say this. ESPN got off to a far better start last night than they did last year. The sound on Sean McDonough's mic worked so you could hear him. Um, They're still not. They come, as far as studio shows go, nowhere close to Turner. But that's a whole other story. All right. So I want you to start. What is your first write that down prediction for the 2022-23 campaign? All right, so I'll start, I guess, uh, slowly and then build my way up to more hotter predictions. That's that's my philosophy. Judd Zolgak can go with his philosophy. Yep. That's how I'm playing my 200-foot game. However, Judd wants to play a one-way or a two-way or a back-way game. That's on Judd Zolgad. This All is right. my way of going about the predictions. I just so you're going to crescendo record. is what you're going to do. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll start with this one, Judd. Write this down. Write this down. The Wild will be a 100-point team again. So the Wild will make it to 100 points. Now, I'm seeing mostly fan duels, sports books, analytics, suggesting that they should be a 100-point team again. But you never know. Regression can happen. Um, 100 points in back-to-back seasons would be pretty impressive for the Wild. I don't believe they've ever done that. And if they have, maybe once before, maybe the first two years under Boudreaux. But I don't even know if they got to 100 the second year. But it's a rarity to get to 100 points. And when you lose Kevin Fiala, when you're cap-strapped like this, it's impressive that the depth and the prospects they have built. So again, I'm starting slowly, and I'm going to build out to other bigger predictions. But my first little just tap into the neutral zone, into the offensive zone, is the Wild will be a 100-point team again in 2022-23. 
All right, I'm going to take your prediction, and you can write this down. I'm going to raise the stakes because I'm going to give you a three-pronged uh, po- uh, part of the prediction. Three parlay? Three-part parlay. Three-part three parlay? Three parlay, which also plays off of what you just said. All right, the Wild will have – they will not have as many points as they did last season, but they will, I agree with you, be a 100-point team. In fact, they will have 102 points. They will exactly. finish with exactly 102 points. Uh, in examining this division, I actually, once I started to really look at the division, I don't like it as much as I thought I did uh, when the season came yeah. to an end. Um, it's not as strong as I thought. So not only will they have 102 points, they will uh, finish second again to the Colorado Avalanche. They will finish second because um, I – until Colorado – so so Kadri being gone hurts them, but until they fall off the table a little bit, I, I just can't – I can't put the Wild above them. Um, and the third part, the big part is they will get out of the first round of the playoffs. They will get to the second round this season. Wow, so you, you, a three-item parlay. So 102 points. One parlay. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. 102 points, second mm-hmm. in the Central to the Avalanche, and mm-hmm. they will get to the second round of the playoffs. Write this down. All right. My second prediction, then. I'll go with a. will go with this one. Kirill Kaprizov will score at least 50 goals. Give me 50 goals for Kirill Kaprizov. This season, so Kirill uh, again the yep. over under at forty six and a half this year. Yep. Uh, I think he's truly becoming one of the best goal scorers, if not one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. He's getting MVP love um, consideration. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he was in that Hart Trophy race uh, by the end of this season. He had forty seven last year in eighty one games. He's basically been a point for game player above it uh, throughout one hundred and thirty six NHL career games. He obviously played a ton in Russia, so. Yeah, he's not like a true young rookie like Matt Boldy, who's still only 21-22, but the guy is an absolute game-breaker. Give me 50 goals for Kirill Kaprizov in 2022-23. All right, I agree with that. And and what, he, he uh, had 47 last year, so certainly not a stretch that he could get to that, that mark. Uh, Fiala being gone might mean more goals, too. So, sure. yes, I think you are. I think you are actually, that's, that's a huge... Number, but I think you're on solid ground to suggest it. All right. I'm going to go away from Kirill, but I'm going to go with a forward, a young dynamic forward on Uh this wild team. And you can write this down. You can take it to the bank. Write it down. You like writing things down. As Steven Seagal once said. Uh, Marco Rossi will Mm -hmm. win the Calder Trophy as Rookie of the Year. Marco Rossi will win. I'm going out in the... I'm going out on a ledge here. I'm going out on a limb here. Um, but I really like th- this kid. As you saw on Twitter on Saturday night for the final preseason game that the Wild played against the Dallas Stars at the X, Sports Dad took the field glasses. <laughs> and the field glasses were used to track Rossi as closely as I possibly could during his shifts. And here's what I saw. I got mine in the bag, too. I'm bringing them tomorrow. I love the field glasses. I saw a young man who is um, who is strong. Like I think the year, so so he definitely came to camp a year ago, right? Co- coming off the the COVID scare and the microcarditis scare, and he definitely I don't want to say he was weak, but he definitely wasn't at full strength, right? Well, he has spent a year, I think, get not only getting his strength back, 
but against the men who play in the National Hockey League, he looks like he belongs. Hmm. Um, he is a multi-talented player. I do not believe he is going to stay on a lesser line for long. I think that there's going to be a rise for him. Um, and so I believe that this guy who, you know, keep in mind is a high draft pick, high first round pick will be the Calder trophy. I believe it will wow. be the wild second rookie of the year within three years. Cause Kirill mm-hmm. got it a couple of years ago. Marco Rossi is the rookie of the year. And I think a primary contributor to what I'm talking about, which is 102 points in a second place finish. Yeah, and Boldy does not qualify because he played enough down. games last season, so he does not qualify Correct. for the Calder Trophy for this season because I know some people were he suggesting that. He sh- yeah, he had a case. He definitely had a case. Um, yeah, you know, I, with Rossi winning the award, Judd, I think the only way that happens is if he gets an elevated role. Like, he won't yes. win the Calder Trophy playing fourth line. And he's going to open, most likely, potentially in a bottom six role and maybe graduate towards a... You know, higher end role. I think that's obviously the goal for Marco Rossi. He was a tenth overall pick or yep. a top ten pick, and he has a very, 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 very bright future. But I um, think he'd have to be elevated into a significant role to get that to happen. If I'm not mistaken, on Saturday against the Dallas Stars, the line that I think he's going to end up on very quickly was the Boldy Goudreau Sam Steele line. Yeah, and Sam Steele is a placeholder. Mm-hmm. He is nice a guy. placeholder. He is a guy who has Great been. Guy. Well, no, and yeah, and you know what? He might be a fourth-line guy, and he might be good. I have no idea, but Marco Rossi Mm -hmm. shouldn't be good. Marco Rossi should be very good to a potential star-like player, and so I think the logic says if Marco Rossi makes the impact that I think he can, Dex, that we'll see a pretty quick transition to where he will take the place on that line, and that will get him to the place that you're talking about, because you're right. He's not going to win the Calder Trophy if he is playing on a bottom, or in a bottom six role. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, my next prediction, Judd Zolgad. I've been buying this guy's stock for the last few months now, and I actually was very high on him when he was first acquired here. So write this down. Tyson Jost will set a career high in points and will score at least 20 goals this season with the Minnesota Wild. So Jost's career high is 22 points. His career high in goals is 12 um, he did that actually as a 19-year-old in Colorado when they were kind of really bad and trying to still figuring things out. Yep. Um, so a, a low bar to clear, but also I'm, I'm projecting that this guy is going to finally have an explosion, be the guy that he w- who was supposed to be one of the better prospects in the NHL about five years ago when he was drafted 10th overall. Um, you got a tamer prediction maybe on, on the surface, but at the same time, I think this is a guy who steps in and is able to score some big goals for you, and he's finally getting out of that, again, fourth line role where he's carved out a nice career there at Colorado and that's fine he did the same thing here at the wild uh, but I think Tyson Jost has had a very strong camp or heard for our friend of the show Bill Guerin come on here and say the exact same things with us last week that he's been very impressed with his start as well I think 20 goals and a career high in points for Tyson Jost is on the table so write that down write this down all right let's stop right there let's examine that that statement because yes on the surface, I mean, I do think Jost is a good player. He definitely had a, a good camp, and it's not like you're saying he's going to score, you know, four, 45 goals. But let's examine what you're talking about there because I think there's a very interesting conversation because much like we just said about Rossi Dex, if he is to achieve the success that we think that he can now, now that he's going to get a chance and has matured as a player, um, the question is where is it going to come from? Because opening mm-hmm. night, he's obviously going to be, again, the presumed placeholder for Jordan Greenway with Erickson Eck and Foligno but 
That being said, you know, if he gets demoted, then he's not going to have the success you're talking about. So I'm sort of with you. I I like this. Uh, it feels like the Wild has set up this internal competition that's <laughs> that's going to be a little bit below the surface, but I love it. And I guess my question is, when Greenway comes back, is that his job just to have back? If Jost is playing well, does he keep that, that job? And Jordan starts uh, in a role where he has to earn his spot back? Um, because that's that's the one thing is, Tyson Jost is going to have to play a role that's going to allow him to have the success you're talking about. Where is that going to be? And and if he fits in with the Eck line, does Greenway not get that job back? Because I, I, that's the mm-hmm. assumption, right? But, I mean, this is sports. Shouldn't make assumptions. Your thoughts. Yeah, I, I th- this is a similar thing. And, unfortunately, injuries will happen where, you know, maybe if Greenway comes back, Zuccarello gets hurt, right? Or maybe Boldy gets knocked out. It's it's always mm. yes, we want our, you want like your that. teams to Don't always stay Boldy. healthy. I know, but but like that's that's right. kind of how opportunities are created. It happens in baseball all the time. Like, how do I fit this prospect? How do I fit this guy in there? Unfortunately, what happens usually is an injury happens, and that guy takes that person's place. So yes, I don't want to injury to one of those guys, but I think Tyson Jost is forcing their hand a little bit. Um, and Jordan yeah. Greenway's a nice player. He uh, he developed a nice chemistry on the Felino and Eck line, but he's not really a driver of offense. He's not going to be a guy that scores a ton of goals. It's just not really who he is. I I think he's a very productive player who can throw his weight around and be a very good defensive forward, but I think Tyson Joseph's offensive ceiling still hasn't been reached yet. We don't know what that is. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's why I look at him as a guy who will set a career high in points and get to at least 20 goals this season. We're All right. All right. My next write that down. I'm going to bypass forwards. Okay. I'm going to bypass the blue line, and I'm going to go right to the cage in goal. <laughs> yep. Write, write this down. Wishful thinking, perhaps, but Marc-Andre Fleury will have a goals against below 2.3 and a save percentage of 920 or higher in 50 to 55 games. By comparison, last year, um, in in 45 games split between a horrible Blackhawks team and here when he was acquired at the trade deadline, his goals against was 2.9, his save percentage, 0.908. Here it was 2.74, and a save percentage in 11 games in the regular season of 9.10. So mm-hmm. Marc-Andre Fleury, I'm putting him on... A season not comparable to a couple of years ago when, when he won, um, when he was so great with the, the Golden Knights and was the Vesna Trophy winner. But still, Declan, 2.3, save percentage of 920, and he does start 50 to 55 games, which would be a very productive regular season. I like it. I also have a, a, a Mark Andre Fleury one. And look, goaltenders can play into their older ages. You know, we, uh, Martin Brodeur was an Iron Man. I know he might be the, the shining example, but right. even Dominic Hasek, as he wrapped up his tenure with Buffalo and went to Detroit and kind of t- took on a more of a split role there, but still was a very productive goaltender. Um, you know, Mark andre I think a big thing for him is being comfortable. Mm-hmm. And last year was such a rocky situation. He almost retired, right? He, he was shipped off from Vegas to Chicago. That was a terrible team. He had to waive his clause to basically come here. Um, he gets a two-year contract. I, I think that now he's a lot more comfortable that you're going to see a, a closer Marc-Andre Fleury. So write this down, Judd Sol, yeah? All right. Marc-Andre Fleury 
returns to Vesna form this season with the Wild. And if we want to quantify this, that he is a Vesna finalist, fine, go for it. Sure, we can we can do it that I'll do way. Do it. Say it. Say it. Take it. Up He'll be a Vesna finalist. Woo-hoo. He will be a Vesna finalist this season. Um, it, th- that might be at fifty-five, sixty games, but I think now that he's comfortable again, That's fine. he's going to settle right back in um, and be the goaltender that yeah won a Vesna going into this time last year. He was the reigning Vesna winner going into last season with Chicago. He won that award as a thirty-six-year-old. Um, he is one of the most decorated goalies of all time. He's one of the most all-time winningest goalies of all time. He is playoff tested. Um, I think now that he is here at the Wild, he has his contract, he knows who he's playing for, he's not going anywhere, he can have his family settled in, that you're going to see a goaltender who is going to be very good and back to the form that he was with at the beginning years of Vegas and obviously during his tenure with Pittsburgh as well. I think Marc-Andre Fleury settles in and returns to Vesna form this season with yes. the Minnesota Wild. Right at All right. Yeah, and and the thing too is is this defensive core is good. It's solid. I mean, I I don't think we we could appreciate how bad the Blackhawks were last year unless we watched them on a game by game basis. So yes, I think with this blue line core and the structure in front of of him for an entire season, and to your point, being comfortable. Yeah, I think that he has. I one of the reasons why I sort of rethought my initial statements and put uh, this team on a successful season is because I think the goaltending will be solid. I don't know I trust the backups totally, but I do yeah. think you're right. I think Flower rebounds and plays very well. All right. Write this down. All right. Write this one down. This is my uh, fourth prediction. Okay. Kirill Kaprizov will be top three in Hart Trophy voting. MVP. So a finalist. So he will be a finalist. He will be a finalist. I don't know he gets it. The competition is so tough. I mean, it's oh, ordinarily yeah. McKinnon, McDavid. I, uh, you just go through that litany, Matthews, um, of outstanding players. But what I what I am saying is, if nothing else, he will move one of those guys aside. He will move them out of the top three as, and be a finalist for the MVP of this league. And I think it starts with your first prediction for today's JHS, write that down. Um, I think it starts with a 50, 50 plus goal season. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, to. there's nothing about this guy's game where I'm, where I'm like, Oh boy, that, yeah, that's probably it. Or yeah, it's good. But like, there's right. no, but there's, there's no, yeah, but with this kid's game, I mean, he is just outstanding. He's dominant on the puck. Um, and so, yes, Kirill Kaprizov will get into that finalist, the top three for the MVP of the National Hockey League this season. I like it. Write this down. All right, my final prediction, Judd, my fifth and final prediction. Um, So I've had some individual stats here. I've had a team stat off the top. So let me just wrap wrap it up with this one. The Wild will get to the Western Conference Finals this season. Mm, Okay. I think they get out of the first round. I think they knock off their pesky brother, the Colorado Avalanche, in the semifinals, and they Ooh. get to the conference finals, Judd. Um, oh, boy. I have another prediction on Colorado I'm actually going to save for our, our full-strength version of Write That Down that I really want to get out there because I did some digging on this, and I, I, I think it's a little crazy. Um, but I think the Wild finally get out of the first round. I think they have the tools to make a playoff run. Hockey is random. 
Hockey is very, very random. No matter how many times you want to project how good a Colorado Avalanche could be or how good Toronto could be, you just never know. You just sometimes never know. It's, it's the greatest playoffs in all of sports that we don't talk about enough, but it's random. You have to get things right. You had the Tampa Bay Lightning four years ago who had the best season of all time in the regular season. They were bouncing five games by Columbus. You never know what's going to happen, but I think the Wild indeed get to the conference finals this year. They had the horses to do so, and hell, maybe they make a trade at the deadline. Maybe they do something again where Bill Guerin is able to, to finesse something and, and, and bring in some extra pieces here that get them over the hump. But I think the Wild will get to the Western Conference Finals this season. That is a bold prediction considering that this team's uh, playoff past. That is a uh-huh. very bold. I'm willing to get them to the second round. I don't know that I can get them to the Conference Finals yet. Um, I like them more than I thought I would. I will yeah, say I that. Yeah, I did too. I yeah. like them more than I thought I, I would, and I think that's a part because I don't like the Central as much as I thought I did. I've reevaluated there. So, But, yeah, Western Conference Finals. Now, so so you're not gonna. So you do do you have them? Just to be very clear here, because I've got them getting to the second round, but beyond mm-hmm. that, do you have them getting to the Western Conference Finals and potentially advancing, or are you saying with that prediction that you're ending their season in the Conference Finals? Uh, I, I won't say I'll end their season in the Conference Finals. Cause I don't want to be that guy, but I think they get to the oh, Conference Finals. No, I don't want to. You're trying Finals, to bait me, that and that, that's, that neg- that's, that's, that's not, not negative to have them losing in the Western that, Conference Finals. That, that, you're, you're trying to bait me, though, in, into saying that that's where their ceiling is, and no, I'm not, not going down that well, road. Well, that's a hell of a ceiling. It is a hell I, of a ceiling. I will say off, off both of our playoff points, I will say this. One of the most interesting things, and it's going to affect his future, that we are going to see is how much does Dean Evason help this team if and when they're in the playoffs, okay? Because he had a terrible playoff. The adjustments. The adjustments and just everything, everything that worked. And, you know, I think the continuity worked in the regular season decks. I think a lot of what Bill, what Dean did in in the regular season last year worked really well. And I really like him as a coach. And I think him being just a very, a guy who, who definitely makes his point but leaves the locker room to the players in season is smart. Um, but a lot of things that worked in the regular season didn't work in the in the playoffs. So yep. yeah, I am very very curious to see what he does, what what he learned, because I contend that coaching in the playoffs is incredibly important. Like you, I you you have to change lines, you have to have the right message, you you've got to know when to potentially yank a struggling goaltender, right? Like they probably like. The one I don't like how Talbot's time came to an, an end here on Talbot's part, but I will say this: I do understand the frustration of being thrown in there in that last game. Like yeah. if you if you felt, uh, I mean, hell, Baruby yanked his guy after game one, right? Yeah, uh, two. He changed or two, and and went to uh, Bennington at that point. So like mm-hmm. everything Baruby did, I hope Dean was taking notes on. Because if you're not, you're probably Dean. Dean didn't lose the first round, but he sure as hell didn't help them. And Baruby didn't win it, but he sure as hell helped the Blues. We got a tutorial. Craig Baruby gave us a tutorial. All right, my final write that down is not nearly as sexy as yours, but but I believe it to be important. Um, we have heard and we have seen that the Wild. In fact, I was mocked by the GM that the Wild is going to work or is working very hard on its special teams. Power play, very big disappointment. 
Uh, the personnel there is being changed. Addison is now going to run the point on the power play, which is a big switch for a guy that just basically, for the first time, made the, the team full-time and uh, switched from 59 to 2 because now he is assured of a, a spot here. He wears number 2. But I'm going to go with a penalty kill. I'm going to go with the penalty kill and write this down, Declan. The Wild will finish top five in the NHL in penalty kill. Now, to give you an idea of the jump, last season, this team was 25th at 76.1% kill. Okay, Mm -hmm. 25th in a, what, 32-team league now. So they were bad. They 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 were not passable. They were bad. They are going to finish fifth. They're going to score some goals. We, In fact, we, we saw, I think, the Rangers' first goal in their game last night against Tampa Bay, shorthanded. They are going to score some shorties, but more importantly, they're going to kill a lot of penalties, and it's going to make a difference. The Wild will finish top five in penalty kill. All right. I thought you were going to maybe make a penalty kill, like uh, how many goals they were going to score or something. But um... now that's that's hard. That's so hard to predict. I do think that with how they're playing, that they will score some shorties. Sure. Uh, but but I also think that with a far more proactive and penalty kill is is hard work too. So like a power play, nuance skill, right? A penalty kill is is basically playing hard and being yep. smart. Yeah. And, and you know, the lazy the lazy attempts to clear last season drove you absolutely crazy because that because that's what they are. They're lazy attempts to clear. I'm not saying that the team is lazy, but the clears were not sufficient. So I, I think they take a huge step in penalty kill, and I think that makes a that makes a big difference in Mark Andre Fleury statistics. I agree. You know, historically they've had a very good penalty kill. They've, they've usually historically been very staunch on the penalty kill. Last season, yeah, was was a little weird. They just um, couldn't figure it out. Special teams in general, last season was a huge disappointment, both yes. sides, power play and penalty kill. Wrong people um, playing at times. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I like it. I think going back in the top five is is definitely plausible. So I dig it. I got you, them right down. Yes, um, and, and on the power play, the Addison thing is huge. Don't overlook that. And I know that he's a third-pairing D-man, so he's not, you know, it's not like he is uh, when the team is is at even strength going to be as big a guy. But on the penalty or on the power play, him at the point, because I never really felt Dex last year like the Wild had the right guy running the point. I'm not sure about you, um, but I felt like they their feeling was this should work and it didn't work and they didn't really know what to do. Right. You need a di- you need a dynamic guy who's good and knows what he's doing there. So yes, yeah, and I think Kalen Addison can do that for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch uh, watch that penalty kill. Let's go! All right, it's here, Rangers. Oh, Rangers tomorrow. So th- and and last thing is this team, unlike the Wolves, opens with a damn gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Rangers home opener Thursday, mm-hmm. Kings and Fiala, yeah, on. Saturday, and by the way, Kings, do not wear those those helmets that you wore last night oh, against the Golden sakes. Knights. Those C three PO looking things; those are the ugliest things I've ever seen. You look like you're Martians. Don't wear those. Don't Colorado, know. and then Vancouver. So three playoff teams, and a team that when Boudreaux got the job almost got in to the playoffs. Yep. Those are mm-hmm. your first four games, all at home but all difficult. So I am excited. Let's get going. Let's drop the puck. 
Yeah, first uh, road test, too, against the Boston Bruins. So, I mean, yeah, bring it on, baby. Bring it and on. So, and so we'll do a show Friday? Yeah, we'll do to a Friday recap. We'll, we'll, we'll recap the, the opener. Yeah, that's probably a safe assist. Love, love to hear it. Love to hear it. All right, Dex, uh, fill in the blanks and we'll be done. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Judd's Hockey Show is back at full strength. You can hold us accountable. Comment uh, on the YouTube video below of maybe your predictions. Uh, I, I I won't be able to log all those. But, you know, if you want to join in on the fun, you can. Judd has his North Star pucks and his memorabilia. Um, he's basically a walking um, walking nerd with all, all the stuff he's oh, got. I'm a so. huge nerd. I'm a huge cheek. Huge, huge nerd. So hit the subscribe button. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This is Judd's Hockey Show, where we remind you to pass, shoot, score.